exactly what I'm doing this evening. I am all a cart. I am by myself. Jess is not here, so there is no Hello Jessica today. I uh, she is at the Ark Encounter over there by St uh not St I said St Louis. I about said St. Louis. Cincinnati. And her and Alden are over there. Her parents planned a little mini vacation for this time of year. I had to stay back because I had a landlord that died, and it's appropriate whenever you farm somebody's ground for a really long time and they die, you go to the funeral. That's just what it is. But uh, that's what I did this this morning, and then, of course, I stayed back and worked. But right now it's drizzling down rain, so I don't have anything I can do. I'm by myself in the house. Um, I made my wife disappear. <laughs> and I'm going to channel my inner Rush Limbaugh and see if I can put on an okay show anyway. Of course, his shows are great, but an okay show of just me by myself. So haven't been with you guys for a while. I've just been working. It, it's just what it is. And in this era where it doesn't rain anymore and the ground is always dry, you're always working because you can be. And so therefore you're always kind of, I don't know, stress is the word, kind of worried, like, okay, well, we got to get this done before it rains, and then they call for rain, and you get a tenth. You're like, oh, well, I can be back to work tomorrow now. And that has happened for the past, really, two months. But uh, got done with harvest. I didn't make a TikTok about it. Well, yeah, I did. I made a, a kind of stupid one, but didn't make a Facebook post. I've just I've been so in my own zone and so in my own layer that I just – I just haven't been much on social media or this podcast. And, and that's been to, to my detriment as well as you guys, because you guys keep emailing and, and, and messaging and things like that and say, Hey, are you done with the podcast? Is this over? No, it's not over with. It's not, but I won't lie to you. I think I needed a breather. And the reason I say that, and if Jess was here, which Jess will be back tomorrow. So tomorrow afternoon, I'm going to try to, uh, have her do another podcast tomorrow. So you get a back-to-back, maybe, maybe, maybe a back-to-back. But I told Jess, like, I'm just not in the mood to do a podcast because I'm just, I, I don't want to take the time to do the research to make a good show. I've been working so much. What little bit of time that I'm not working, I would like to truly, I mean, enjoy and just relax. Not that I don't enjoy the podcast, but just relax, you know. So that's the reason you haven't heard from me for a while, but I, I think I'm about ready. And, and you know what? We all need to breathe it right now. We really do because I have a feeling 2024, the next 11 months between now and the election, I, I think it's going to be pretty wild. Not to say that it's going to like necessarily be wild inside your home and your day-to-day life. I'm not saying that at all, but just on the uh, national and uh, political fronts, I, I think that we're going to see some stuff like, holy cow, oh, case in point, case in point. I don't mean to get political on you guys already. I didn't even think I was going to get political tonight. But case in point, look at what just happened two weeks ago with Hunter Biden. The man is supposed to go testify in front of Congress behind closed doors, mind you. 
and he was a no-show. Not only was he a no-show, he did a press conference when he was supposed to be in there. If you are subpoenaed to Congress, you go. If it's in front of cameras or it's behind closed doors, you go. And if you don't, it's called contempt of Congress. And, of course, that's that's exactly what uh, congressional leaders right now are threatening is contempt of Congress charges going up against him, which it should happen. But he's just fearless. He don't care. But it's pretty simple, the reason that he doesn't care. If you ever wondered if our DOJ has not been weaponized for use against and for certain people, this is a prime example. So he gets a contempt of Congress charge. The only thing Congress do is give the evidence to the DOJ, and then the DOJ makes the decision of whether or not they're going to go after him. I guess who's in charge of the DOJ? (laughs) His daddy. If you or I did this, our asses would have feds at our doorstep. Before we even got on the plane to come home, we'd be dragged off to jail. This is... It's unbelievable, just unbelievable. But this is the clown world that we live in right now, and this is the two-tier system of justice. Like, you you hear those words, and you're like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I just spelled out for you exactly the two-tier system of justice. But I don't, that, that was going on. That blew my mind. But I tell you, guys, I am sorry that just we didn't make it in here for hairbands of harvest I, we had two songs i'm sitting here looking at last year's uh list of songs we started it on september 17th with kickstart my heart then went to living on the prayer living on a prayer uh deaf leopard cherry pie sweet child of mine nothing but a good time and once bitten twice shy that's pretty cool and we sure didn't <laughs> we had two songs this year i and i think one of them was uh kickstart my heart and then the last one was uh, the, the one that Jessica didn't like, uh, that was uh, Def Leppard, the acoustic version of Pour Some Sugar on Me, which I like that song. I don't know. Did any of you guys like it? Like, she was such not a fan of it that when we got done with the show, you know, it's a little inside podcast here. We get done with the show. I'm, I, I kill the mics, obviously, while the music's still playing that you're hearing. And I might get up and go downstairs and get a drink or, I mean, sometimes go straight to the shower because I got to go to work. And, I think she liked that song so little that she didn't even let it play out. It just, she just kind of faded it out right here manually on, on the soundboard and said goodbye. And she did tell me she didn't like that song, but man, I didn't know you didn't like it that much. But (laughs) anyway, we got, we got harvest finished up. So that was good. I, I tell you this year I had more two hour and three hour breakdowns. I think than I can remember for a really long time. And I don't think it's anything. There might have been a couple of them that maybe some preventative maintenance inspections would have maybe caught before we started harvest. But a lot of them, I mean, a lot of them is just like you'd never had any idea. So it was a it was a battle to the very end, all the way down to the last field behind the house. Just a chain that runs, uh, just one chain. It was a sixty heavy that runs the left six rows of my corn head broke and it is not a chain that's when it breaks to fish the new one back around and get around the sprockets and everything just not an easy one to get to and i mean that was the last field after dark right behind my house i wanted to finish up behind the house for some reason 
Plus, it was like one of the last fields I planted last spring. So, so let it sit there and dry as much as you can. But it, it, just a battle. And then once we got done with fall harvest, like I still haven't even got the combine cleaned yet. It was straight into the interrogator and the semi and hauling lime and hauling as hard as we could. So Cohen and I, we have, we've been humping it, um, really hard. Jess has been very understanding of just how busy I've been. And, and she's been, she is the hello, Jessica, the, the perspiring Patriot and perspiring wife. And just, she's awesome. Love her. But that's what's been going on around here. I hope you guys' lives have been wonderful. Um, I hope you guys all got done with harvest. I, I, I'm understanding. I, I was on a, a party bus here last weekend with uh, Cody and the two yahoos from the Straightforward Farming Podcast. That would be Tony Reed and Nick McCormick. Uh, we might try to call Nick here in a little bit, see if we can Bluetooth him in if he agrees to it. But uh, Nick was telling me he's got some buddies uh, or at least people he talks to in Ohio that I guess there's still a lot of corn to be shelled. And then today, since it's kind of raining and drizzly, I actually got a chance to be on TikTok and I saw a guy who's still shelling corn in New York. That's one of my friends up there uh, via TikTok. So I guess there is still some crops coming out. Um, what are you guys doing with your grain? That's what I want to know. I have never in my life finished a harvest with so few of bushels forward contract i like i've got nothing and i talked to my uh grain merchandiser in evansville indiana for adm and he told me he said for the most part your january deliveries of corn at least at his facility down there in mount vernon indiana it's going to be a maybe not a total ghost town but the uh two and three hour lines that one would be accustomed to for that time of year you know the turning of the calendar uh, the January contracts that generally get hauled right there. He said, it it's, might not be a ghost town, but you ain't going to wait long to get unloaded because we have a, an incredibly low amount of grain that is bought right now. Now, this is clearly anecdotal. Don't take this to church or take this to, as gospel or anything. But as he told me that, I'm like, yeah, I'm one of those guys. I, I don't have anything necessarily sold. I've got a... Ah, a couple little March contracts, but it, it, people ask, what are you waiting for, Ryan? Well, <laughs> on that grain market discussions page, man, some of you guys and some of the prices up in Michigan and, and, and hell, even Iowa, some of these, I'd say they're country grain elevators that maybe don't have a real good rail spur, but some of you guys in the low fours, I'm sitting here waiting on like 520, and right now we're at 490 something down at the uh at the ethanol plant on the river in mount vernon so like i'm a whole lot closer to getting to where i need to be i can't imagine what those fellers up there are doing and i i hate that for you but anyway it sounds to me like some of you guys are still harvesting i can't do anything about that hair bands of harvest came and went i didn't participate very much because we didn't have these uh podcasts but um I don't know. It, this is going to be a short one. Like I said, I'm by myself. I don't know how good I am at, at being Rush Limbaugh here. Um, some things I've been keeping up on. You know, something I have kind of paid attention to here. Uh, and this is something that I don't know these people from Adam. I bet you somebody that is listening to my voice right now does. Uh, there's this missing person deal going on uh, up in Iowa somewhere up there northwest of Des Moines. And the only reason I know about it 
is because at Thanksgiving, Jess and I were in Arkansas and I'm just sitting there with a full belly scrolling Facebook and Tony Reed shared, uh, this lady begging for help because her husband went missing and her name is Sarah Schultz and her husband's name is David Schultz. And David is a guy that pulls a, a livestock wagon, uh, with a Peterbilt. I think it was a Peterbilt that I saw hooked onto it. And I, I'll murder this story right now, trying to tell you what it is, but it sounded to me like he left at maybe 10 or 11 o'clock one night to go pick up a load of, of hogs. I believe, I believe they were baby hogs, but a, a load of pigs. And he was supposed to transport them from one part of Iowa to the other. Just, I don't think it was a long haul. It might've been, you know, two, three, four hour trip. He showed up, he picked the pigs up. He left that place, uh, headed west from that place, if I'm not mistaken. He went missing. They found surveillance of him pulling into some uh, maybe gas station or coffee shop where he was at, at there at one point uh, after he picked up the load of pigs. But he left there and was never seen again. They found his truck, I guess, not completely pulled off the side of a road facing the opposite direction of where it was supposed to be going. Um, then he was nowhere to be found. However, from what I've read, they found his phone in that semi. They found his wallet in that semi. And then somewhere in a road ditch really close to that semi, they found his jacket. And like I said, I'm, I, this is just, I'm repeating what I've read. I, I haven't talked to, uh, this man's wife or anything. I'm not going to, but, she is somebody that I searched out on Facebook because she gives updates of what's going on. And you know, that, that, that gentleman is obviously from the ag community. If he's pulling a livestock trailer and I don't, I don't care whether you're farming 10,000 acres or you're pulling pigs or cattle, you're part of the, you're part of our family. And I, I thought whenever I saw this, like that next time I ever get a podcast going, I need to, I need to give updates of what's going on here and, and let people know. And, if you guys know anything about like what, what happened here, let me know. I would love to share it on the podcast. You know, if my, if my information is not quite as accurate or anything, but this happened, he went missing like two or three days before Thanksgiving. And here we are. I mean, our nose is up against Christmas right now and there's no sign of him. And I guess the, uh, Oh, I think it's called the Cajun Navy. It's a, it sounds to me, it looked to me, I've never heard of them until this case, but it sounds to me like it's some sort of a search and rescue group. It's volunteers, things. They, they've gotten involved, uh, scoured hundreds of thousands of acres walking and then using whatever technology and drones and things like that they could use to try to just find traces or anything. It's just nothing. It's like the guy just vanished. So just, it seems so odd to me that a, a gentleman would be, it, it's all odd. I mean, if everything I've told you is what I understand is it to be true and the feller, his truck is parked the wrong way, like the opposite way or where he should have been going to unload the pigs. The pigs were all still on the trailer. His wallet and his cell phone was in the cab of the truck. And then his coat was found in a ditch somewhere around it, I, but he is gone. And his truck wasn't pulled off the side of the road. I don't think it was running when they found it. I think the truck was shut off. I think. 
Anybody that might know more about this than me, please let me know. Email me, bushelsandbarrels1 at gmail.com or message me on TikTok. But the bnb one at gmail.com would be the best place to try to get a hold of me because that's a that's one that we check. And my messages on TikTok, I don't always check. But that's a story that just, when Tony shared that, I, it, captiva- it captivated my attention. I just want to know what happened because he leaves behind his wife and I think maybe two 10-year-old sons. And I just, you know, I got Alden. He's a five-year-old. I, I just can't imagine Alden living life without me. And I'm sure in five years from now, I'm not going to be able to imagine me not being in Alden's life and how important a father is to a kid. Because I know how important my dad was to me. Most of you probably know how important your dads were to you. And so for a guy to just walk out of the house and go to work and then vanish into thin air, I mean, this is some serious type of unsolved mysteries shit here. I mean, it just makes no sense. But that's something I've been paying attention to more on a personal level. Um, You know, this whole fall, I really haven't listened to much talk radio. I haven't listened. I haven't paid a whole lot of attention to the news. Wake up with Jessica in the morning, and and I'll turn on our local news just out of Evansville, Indiana, and see the local stories, which is mostly just BS stuff. It's nothing. It's time filler, really. It's you just watch the weather three different times, and then you go to work, and then whatever they put in between there is whatever. But I just I've been disconnected a little bit from national politics and, and even TikTok. I bet you I probably went two weeks. And didn't even open the app up. Like, not even open it on my phone during harvest. Just didn't think about it. Um, so a lot of this, a lot of the crap that you guys had happened to you during fall harvest, like here I am in the middle of December catching up. I, I just, I never opened it up. So like I see a video and I like it. And then I go to your page and I look at it and I see, oh, hell, that was that was posted like over a month ago and here I am just getting caught up. So a lot of the running jokes, you know, uh, whenever you find these videos in your following page or your for you page, a lot of the running jokes that we have as we're going, I'm catching the tail end of the joke and not getting the joke. So then I got to go back on your page and look at the other videos and try to get caught up to what's going on. So, you know, social media is such a job, <laughs> but regardless, I'm, I'm here and Sitting here enjoying a bush light. You know what? This beer is about out. I'm going to go down and grab another one. Well, that sounded good, didn't it? Now, if only I could burp and just make it totally like the straightforward farming podcast, that would be awesome. But anyway, you know, I think I'm going to try right now to get a hold of Nick McCormick. Let's see what we can do. Hello, Nick speaking. Hey, Nick. Hey, Ryan. How are you doing? I'm good. How you doing, buddy? I'm good. I'm good. You are on the Bushels and Barrels program. Is that cool? That is awesome. Everything that you say right now can and will be used against you in the court of social justice. (laughs) Well, (laughs) I'm getting used to it. That's just fine. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll tell you what. You and Tony have quite the following on on the Straightforward Farming Podcast. Well, yeah, we've been pretty blessed. It's been a lot of fun and met a ton of good people through that and talked to a lot of good people. It's, it's been 
been very good. It really has. And you guys' program is so, it's just such an easy listen. It's fun to, and you never know what you're going to talk to. I mean, you can only talk about red and green tractors so much, but then you guys keep talking about it and we keep listening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no doubt. We, uh, you know, if we planned ahead, we could probably pick a topic, but we tried that a few times and we just decided that it's better off just to uh, let things go as they go. And, and sometimes that's how we end up down a rabbit hole that's really good or really bad. But. Well, yeah, yeah. And, you know, you and I in private have, private have talked about, you know, certain things that we can do on TikTok versus what we can do on a podcast and, and what you better just stay away from altogether. And what I really like is for guys like you and guys like especially Tony and me, we'll pretty much tackle anything. We'll try not to, we'll try not to uh, make enemies, but we'll let you know where we stand. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. You got to stand for something or you'll fall for anything. Right? <laughs> That's exactly what Jessica tells me all the time. <laughs> it is so weird with her not being here and us doing this pot or me and you being here doing the podcast. And I never would have done this. Cause I almost didn't, I almost didn't come up here and start recording by myself. Cause I'm channeling my inner rush Limbaugh here. Cause you remember rush. He never had, Oh, he never had absolutely. a guest, <laughs> Yeah, but I channeling my inner rush Limbaugh. And I, I was like, ah, you know, this is really, it's the bushels and barrels program, but this is really me and Jess's deal. And she's my wife and I love her to death, but you know, she could come up here and do this exact same thing. If she wanted to, she could, she could sit down behind the not golden EIB microphone <laughs> and, and uh, she could call Kelly and those two could make a podcast and, and put it up and I wouldn't have a problem with it. So therefore I was like, you know, I, I think I will go do this by myself and just see what I can do. Yeah. So I'm glad you did. Yeah, absolutely. Did you have fun on the uh, bus trip last weekend? Oh, I had a great time. How was Sunday? Thanks. Thanks. It was fine. It was fine. We got home early. Wasn't it? Isn't that cool? Yeah. It was that's, a, that's probably a better way to do it. Yeah, yeah. So for those of you who don't know, uh, Cody Gayer put on his Christmas uh, bus ride. Cody and Nicole did. And, of course, Tony and me and Nick and a whole bunch of just great people were on it. Instead of starting it at like 7 p.m., they started at 2 in the afternoon and made it more of a, a daytime fun event rather than staying out till 2 in the morning. And at 44 years old, which is what I am, I really appreciated that come Sunday. Yeah, no doubt. I felt like a million bucks next morning. It was fun. <laughs> I don't know about a million, but I might have been nine hundred ninety nine thousand. Well, I'm no, I'm never a million bucks. I'm more like ten bucks, but hey, it's all relative. It's it, how you want to view it. Exactly, exactly. I'm just tickled shitless that you're on the program right now. I was just actually sitting at a bar there in Mount Carmel last night, and a, a fellow who's into a little bit of truck pulling and thing. His name is Jared Steckler. He's a huge fan of the Straightforward yeah. Farming Podcast. Of course, he's my neighbor, been my friend my entire life. Uh, he was starting to make fun of me because you guys right now have been putting out more podcasts than what Jess and I have because we like have <laughs> only. Uh, uh, that's not good for you, right? Because we don't put out that many. I know. It's awful. So he was like really ragging on me. Like, come on, man. You got to get better at this. We, ex we expect this from Tony and Nick, but like you get on this routine of giving us one a week, you know, we kind of get addicted and we want more. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah, Tony and I need to be better about that. The sad part is we do two or three podcasts a night when we do it. The problem is we only record one of them. The other two happen in the shed or on the deck. We're taking a break for whatever and just BSing, and then we're like, well, that would have been a great conversation to record, which we would have. Isn't that the way on. that works? 
Always. I, I know. Always. I, we're always in those situations. Jess and I are always, like, we'll be sitting there talking, just me and her just shooting the shit, you know, after a day at work and having a really heated, I mean, not bad heated, just a heated conversation about something something that we're passionate about or whatever. And you just sit back and go, man, why did we not just do this with a microphone in front of our face? No doubt. But it happens all the time. It really does. It really does. So you get some rain up there today? We did. We did. Uh, I went on an adventure with Mr. Growing Corn today, so we missed out on it. It was raining when we left, and it rained on us all the way to north of Chicago and back. And, and uh, I'd say we got, I haven't checked the gauge. I took it down for the year, but I'd say we had an inch or so. You can't hardly tell it, though. It's so dry. Oh, yeah. But, um, every drop's a blessing at this point. That's for sure. I mean, I, I would say subsoil probably is going to need some moisture going into this, this fall or this spring, I mean. Yeah, I talked to a guy that does a lot of dirt work yesterday. He said it was dry 15 foot down. He dug a hole the day before and said it was dry as a bone all the way down. Goodness gracious. So, yeah. I know I was talking to another guy that got a lot of cattle and they were hauling water and pond was dry and everything else. So yeah, it, uh, we definitely need the rain. Yep. It is welcome here too. Uh, I mean, I don't think we're going to end up at least at my house. I don't think I'm going to end up with a, I don't know, half inch by the time it's said and done, but still we'll take it. Every bit helps. Yeah. That's, every bit helps. That's right. That's right. You got big Christmas plans. Um, not super big. We'll go to mom's, um, Christmas day and, and my cousin's Christmas Eve and, and that, uh, that'll be, that'll be that probably. And we'll do my family stuff here at the house there probably Christmas morning. No Minnesota so trips. Travel. No Minnesota trips. Now we do that over Thanksgiving. So we got that out of the way. So yeah. Yeah. No, just, uh, just mulling around here a little bit. So, right. Right. How about, how about you? Uh, <laughs> I think next week, you know, I got a lot of friends whose Christmas is this weekend, which I think is a brilliant idea to try to break it up. You know, as we get older and we have kids and then your brothers and sisters all get married, the family just gets bigger and bigger and you're always torn every which way. And I'll never forget whenever I, I realized that because there was my sisters couldn't make it on this day. But then my other sister couldn't make it on that day. Well, then I couldn't make it on day three. And it's like you're sitting there calling, oh, but we got to get together yeah. on Christmas. No, 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 no. We just got to get together. How about we don't make it yeah. that one day where we're all trying to go from Springfield, Illinois, to Edwardsville, Illinois, to Mount Carmel, Illinois, to wherever. And just yeah. this weekend, how about we have it on this side of the family? Next weekend, let's have it on that side of the family. It makes a whole lot easier. Yeah, Absolutely. And the kids Absolutely. don't know. Hell, as long as as long as a five year old has something to open, that's all he cares. <laughs> that's all he cares. You can tell him Christmas is tomorrow. You can tell him it's two weeks from now. He's not watching the calendar per se. That's exactly you know? right. Exactly right. So, you know, Tony and I were talking a while back. You know, we don't get out and and go to stuff like we used to. And maybe it's just society's changed. Maybe it's COVID. Maybe it's a combination of both. But it's like you know this old farmer or whatever that you run into it. The two town festivals, the two town festivals, the town north of you, this, that, and you see him four or five times a year, but you shoot the breeze with him, you know, 30 minutes of time or whatever. We've kind of gotten away from all that. And it's really a shame. Yeah. You know, your, your inner circle, maybe you spend more time with, but the outer circle, you don't ever see anymore. You know, you don't run into people like you used to. And that, and that's a shame. It, it really is. It really is. And you know, like I can only speak for me personally. Well, <laughs> This is anecdotal, but it's true. I'm talking to you. I didn't know you from Adam two or three years ago. 
But then this stupid, weird thing called COVID happened. We were all bored at home because, I mean, it's not like you'd go to a concert or a baseball game or anything like that. They didn't exist. So we all sat here on this stupid app called TikTok and start learning like, oh, well, shit, this guy thinks a lot like me. He's funny. He's a good dude. And he only lives two hours from me. But I never knew that. It so, is amazing how many great people I've met through this thing. Oh, it's absolutely unreal! I know it. it. What a blessing! And then, and then you see these stupid ass politicians that want to sit here and ban it because it supposedly spies yeah. on you. What a joke! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, they're spying on us, but nobody's worried about that. <laughs> no, nobody's <laughs> nobody's worried that the FBI just happens to find uh, Mike Lindell in a Hardy's drive-through wherever by by spying on yeah. his phone. Yeah, that's no big deal. That's fine. Don't look the other way. However, if you have yeah. TikTok, we are done with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Funny how that works, isn't it? Yeah, it is. But, you know, so so like my circle of friends, getting back to what we were talking about, my circle of friends that I run around with are not, and it's nothing personal, but are not a whole lot of the same people that I ran around with four or five years ago. And it's just kind of odd. And yeah. Well, I, I think as your life changes and the activities that you're, so here's how it is. Okay. In my opinion, you've got your friends and you've got your wife's friends. And then you, and then it kind of comes down to couples that you can hang out with that, that both parties get along with, you know, or enjoy quite a bit. Right. And then you have kids and then that kind of gets thinned down to couples that parent similar, et cetera, et cetera to you. Mm-hmm. So then that becomes your group and then you, then you get sports and other school activities and stuff involved. And then it kind of becomes that circle at some level. So, it, you know, it's a, it's a growing deal. It, it, you know, you've got your friends that you're always going to be friends with regardless, but you don't see them as much. And the people you spend time with kind of changes based on what's going on in your life, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it is. It, it's exactly right. You know, even with the kids, now you're looking yeah. at age groups for kids. Okay, so you have a senior yeah. in high school, but I only have a, a five-year-old. I'm not, I'm not saying you in specific, but I'm just giving an yeah. example. Well, hell, you're not going to be at the same functions that I'm going to be at. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. I don't know. If, if there's anything, though, that has given me more hope for America and the future of us, or that maybe we, we do stand a fight and chance, it, TikTok has showed it to me just because there's a shitload of us out here. There is, like, there is. Unfortunately, we're usually too busy at work to, to, uh, to fight the battles that we probably ought to fight. But well, yeah. But uh, unfortunately, we let the the others among us run some of that stuff while we're trying to keep every, you know everything else going, which we probably should be better about. But. Right, right. But you know, whenever I was thinking about calling you, I was like, "What's some stuff that Nick and I could talk about?" I was thinking about this earlier today when I was pumping oil wells, and. uh one of the things that has happened here in the past two weeks, and I haven't been totally tuned into politics and news here. I've kind of actually been checked out of it for the past month or two, just from fall harvest and the trials and tribulations I went through trying to get the crop in. But one of the things that happened here in the past couple of weeks that I mean blows me away was the fact that old Hunter Biden was summoned to testify in front of Congress behind closed doors, and he totally didn't show up and not only did he not show up he holds a press conference saying why he didn't show up contempt of congress if that was you and i dude yeah 
we would have the blindfold on the apple in our mouth and you know <laughs> absolutely absolutely yeah and then and then claim that if he was anybody else they would have never asked him anything it's like really come on now but you've got a lot uh, away with more things than pretty much anybody else in america oh so. yeah yeah oh exactly you know him having a, a a list of hookers that he hooks up with and how much he pays them technically i mean it's the older oldest profession in the world i get that true yeah but when you try to write it all off as a business expense now <laughs> we're going <laughs> yeah and here yeah. i am worried yeah. that every once in a while i swipe my credit card for some mcdonald's or, or, or a fast food restaurant it's on my business credit card man i hope i don't get busted for that yeah <laughs> this dude spends yeah, exactly. six hundred thousand dollars a year on hookers come on <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> which seems like a pretty exorbitant rate to me i don't know i, I, I I've never, I've never uh, went down that path, so maybe that's a hell of a deal. I yeah, don't know, I don't but, know either. But, I, I'm not sure what the going rate for such services are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it just kills uh, me. It's like, this is shit me and you would be in jail for for the rest of our life. Absolutely. But yeah, you know, absolutely. You know, what's going to happen, though, is is maybe there will be contempt of Congress charges come up, and all the Congress, all Congress can do is just make a recommendation to the DOJ of, hey, we need to go after this guy. We think you should go after this guy based on this evidence. Plus, he didn't show up to even testify when we asked him to. We subpoenaed yeah. him. And the yeah. old two-tier system of justice, DOJ, who is controlled by Joe Biden, you know what's going to happen there. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So... That just that just irritates me. I just if if nothing spells two tier, that does. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. That, that has nothing to do with race. Has nothing to do with LGBTQ. That's that's just straight up. Okay, we're the yeah. Bidens, and we can get away with this. Yeah. Do as I say, not as I do. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I don't know. He's. We can't solve all the world's problems, but boy, we can bitch about them. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> that's for sure. And I think I could solve some of them. Like some of them don't seem to be as big of issues as they make them out to be. You know, well, yeah. I, I think some of that could be solved. If you just apply a little common sense and maybe try to be there for the greater good instead of the good of your pocket, you know? Yeah. I think some of those guys could do some better work, but Hey, whatever. Totally. Totally. I, I watched a TikTok today where, uh, I suppose this is true because the guy that gave the TikTok, I really trust. I think he's a, a credible source said there that I believe it was Argentina just elected a new leader. And the first thing he did is when he got into office, he completely just annihilated, uh, like I'm thinking they had 32 agencies of various, whatever the agency of, you know, bullshit, 32 mm -hmm. of those, he just annihilated. Just like, okay, you guys no longer have a job. This agency doesn't even exist. And he took it from, from wherever it was at down to like nine. Like, kind of pulled the John Dutton, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you're all fired. Can well, we borrow you? There's millions of dollars. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> can we just borrow you for a minute? <laughs> just well, like, and that's the thing. Like, you look at, there's a cousin of mine always used to tell me, there's no such thing as rolling back a government program. And he was right. Like once it's in place, well, you can just never roll it back. You know, it's like yep. balancing the budget in the United States really shouldn't be that hard. We take in more money than any place else in the world. Yeah. We always find new and creative ways 
to spend to a deficit. I just don't understand it. You know, yeah. It shouldn't be that hard. Oh, you're exactly right. You're so right. And we, every day of our lives, me and you balance our budget, right? Yeah. Because if you don't, I mean, you. you freaking go broke. Yeah. Because we don't have yeah. the ability to just wave a magic wand and vote more money into our pocket. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're just going to raise our debt ceiling. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And yeah. I, so speaking of balancing the budget, have you ever been to the U.S. Debt Clock website? Unfortunately, I did go there once and it makes me sick to my stomach. I got off of it pretty quick. With today's technology, my, my, my wife's sister, Ashley, over Thanksgiving, she said, I just, I, I want to give you a challenge. Just do something for me. I said, what? She goes, go to the debt, go to that U.S. debt clock thing and take a screenshot of it right now, this morning. And then after supper tonight, take another screenshot of it and compare the two numbers. Mm. Yeah, that'll make you sick. Dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There again, it doesn't seem like it'd be that hard to solve some of that. No. You know, like. Like Tony and I have touched on before, we have the illusion of wealth, right? So in the United States, we're like, oh, we can, we can afford anything we want. We're like a, we're like a 13 year old kid that gets his first hundred bucks. We can buy anything we want, you know, and we'll, we'll just go grab another hundred bucks out of grandma's purse or whatever. Like we just keep doing that and doing that. We can't spend all that money all the time on everything. Like it, it just doesn't make sense. I don't understand how we keep, but you see it all every way from your local towns to school boards to, big government you see it all the time you oh yeah make shit up to spend money on yep yep because they can vote themselves more and more of it yeah and and yep. if it's not being taken out of our pockets via taxes it, they're they're borrowing it yeah and, <laughs> or printing yep. it which is just as bad i mean yes print printing yeah. money I, I i'll never understand why people can think printing money is this is a deal that won't catch up with us at some point I mean, it, it yeah. kind of is right now, but yeah, I, yeah. What I understand about a lot of that is, <clears throat> why do we borrow money from China to give to other countries? Shouldn't we just give them China's phone number? Exactly. Like with our foreign aid, like we, you know, we're giving out billions here, billions there. It's like we don't have billions to give, right? So why don't if we're borrowing it from somebody, why don't we just put them two together and say, hey, why don't you guys work this out amongst yourselves? Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, don't no, know why we would want to pay debt on loaning money to everybody in the world, you know? Right, right. I mean, it's it, it, you're exactly right. There's no way in hell, and Nick, you're my buddy, but there's no way in hell I'm going to go borrow money, and then I personally pay the interest on that money I borrow and just give it to you. Yeah. But I'll be damned if we don't do that every damn day around every here. Every day. Every day. You know, yeah. it's, and be it the funding of Ukraine, be it the, the funding of, of whatever's going on in Israel and the Gaza Strip and all that. I mean, I'm not saying that some humanitarian type stuff is a bad deal, but I mean, why do we have to fight their wars? No, but, but even the humanitarian thing, right? Just think about it, okay? So every year about this time, you see the same Facebook post or this, that, and the other, right? Okay, so if you donate money to the Salvation Army or whoever it is, the Red Cross, whoever you're charity of choices you know and they list off you know what the ceo makes and so on and so forth and you should give your dollars over here or over there you know because one's better than the other so there's obviously a ton of corruption in our own charities in the united states right yeah so how much corruption do you think is, there is when we're given billions of dollars millions and billions to foreign countries that essentially have no leadership 
you know, there's no, there's no good way to distribute that over there. You know, you and I both know that's going in the wrong places just as much, if not more than it's going to the right. Place. Or very likely turning right back around from, let's just take the, uh, the Ukraine bank account, mm-hmm. turning right back around and being funneled back into people in America's pockets. Uh, you yeah. ever heard of Burisma and the Bidens? Yeah. I mean, being funneled right back into their pockets. They just, they're making money hand over fist. Just taking it for have absolutely, I mean, having absolutely no business doing anything over there that's worth paying for. Yeah. And all that is, is the way to launder taxpayer dollars. It really is. It really is into the the coffer. Yep. It really is. It really is. You know, talking about legalized theft. I'm not sure how legal it is, but it's legalized theft. Remember when Obama sent, sent pallets of cash? Yes. That in and of itself. I don't care who you're giving it to, but literally pallets of cash to Iran. Like, yeah, that, I mean, that yep. shouldn't be a thing regardless. Like, why are we giving straight up hard, hardcore cash? Like we couldn't write them a check. Couldn't wire them the money. Had yeah. to give it to them in cash. Yeah. I don't get that. Cash. I, yeah. <laughs> you're exactly right. And that's all money that came out of me. A little bit of it came out of your pocket and mine and everybody yep. listening here. That's right. Yep. Absolutely. You know, what did they need cash for in Iran? What did they need American hundred dollar bills in Iran for? What were they buying them? What were they buying over there? They weren't uh, buying food. No, you know, shit to kill us. I mean, that, yeah, exactly. Fun terrorism. Yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> it's pretty simple. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, speaking of big money and and the places that it goes, this is a little bit different. But I, and I'm not sure what I think about it. And and your opinion might be one to listen to. I was I was scrolling through Facebook, and you can make fun of me for doing that already. I don't blame you. Um, scrolling, no, I do myself. scrolling through Facebook, and somebody shared this blurb of what the top ten pastors of mega churches make in a year. Yeah, have you seen that? Yeah, it's insane. It is insane. Yeah, and these are Christian mega churches. I I'm pretty sure. Yeah, but everybody everybody from. Creflo Dollar to Joel Osteen, to I, all of them, and the amount yeah. of money and the private jets, and I mean the rock star lifestyle that obviously they can afford. Yeah, and I'm like, that's all off tithing. Yeah, and, and I don't know what. The, <laughs> I mean, people can give yeah. whatever they want, but Jiminy Christmas. Yeah, I uh, I can't fathom they're doing the Lord's work with all that money. You know, like. I'd be really curious to know after they get their exorbitant salary for doing whatever it is they're doing. And some of them have brought a lot of people to the faith and to church. So, okay, we'll, we'll count that for something, but are they, are they kicking their 10% back? Like, I'd be real curious to know that. <laughs> What's their time? Are, are they kicking, are they, are they kicking 10% out? Like, yeah, sometimes I doubt it, you know? Yeah. I, <laughs> you know, so Which, like as a capitalist, I'm torn on that because that's all money that's given it's given. It's not, nobody showed up with a gun to anybody's door to make them give that money to a church. I mean, that's all voluntary and I'm all being a capitalistic guy. I love that. Yeah. But then you step on the, on the side of Jesus Christ and you really think about it. And it's like, man, you know, if I was, if I was a a pastor of one of these churches and I was making shit, $500,000, I would, I would probably hide my face. Yeah. 
Instead, they do they do the opposite and put their face everywhere so they can make two million dollars. Yeah, yeah. You know? And videos of them, you know, climbing down the front steps of uh, of Lear jets and things like that. It's like, what the hell? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's a little uh, seems a little sketchy. It really does, but I don't know. <laughs> I think I would still rather give it to a mega church and what I would our government. <laughs> well, and there's my thing. Here's, here's Nick's new tax policy. If the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ can get by on 10%, the U.S. government ought to be able to get by on 10% or less, right? I agree. So 10%, that's where we're at. Yep. I totally agree. That's such a great point. That is a great you know, point. It seems like that's an easy tax plan. Yep. Last time I checked in the Bible, like that's all he was asking for. Rich, poor, fatter, fatter, slim, 10% is what he was looking for. Yep. You know? Yep. Uh, if you're right. able to do more than that great you know and can you imagine if we did that i mean so much for tax planning nobody would have to yeah. we know what we know what our tax rate's going to be so now yeah. it's like i'm not going to try to play this game of oh i got extra grain that i i carried over from last year into this year and i forgot about it so i got to be careful what i sell out of the field this fall that whole game would be over yeah you know which Absolutely. I, I i mean yeah. that's basically what you, the, you call it the flat tax, the fair tax, whatever you want to call it, just a consumption tax, yeah. you know? Yeah. But yeah, but they're never going to go to that because then that closes too many loopholes for, for the higher end people. Yep. You know, you're exactly right. You're exactly right. Yep. You know, those guys know tax things that we haven't even, no one's even mentioned it to us, you know, like didn't even know it existed. They're, they're hiding stuff in places that, that you don't even know about, you know? Oh yeah. 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 Well, I mean, um, I was introduced to a deal just in the past three or four months. My five-year-old is an employee of, of, uh, the farm and yep. you're, you're allowed to pay. I mean, it's tax code. We're not doing it. We're not evading taxes. We're avoiding them. Uh, you're allowed to yeah. pay him even though he's only five. You're allowed to pay yeah. him. I think up to maybe $10,000 a year. Yeah. And, and claim it as a deduction for uh, employment. Well, yeah. hell yeah, I'm going to. Absolutely. You, you know, when people say, well, what's he doing? Well, if he does, let, let's say he does three little things. And they're like, well, that's not worth 10 grand. You're telling me the CEOs of some of these companies are doing enough actual work to justify 25, 30, 40, 50 million dollars? Yes. You think these athletes are doing something, $700 million to play baseball? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. You know? When any kid in America had played baseball for, for, for a free Coke and a bag of popcorn after the game yep. until they're 15. That's right. Know? That's exactly right. Exactly. <laughs> you know, so that, that 10 grand for him doing some jobs around the farm is no more, you know, over the top than, than some of these other salaries. Right. You know, we know what, what my wife and I have been doing is, is so we pay him the equivalent of 10 grand a year as a quote unquote employee. And that, that fund right there. I mean, if you're of the Dave Ramsey type, that envelope right there is what pays our groceries. Yes. You know? Yep. And that's how we budget that part is like yeah. Alden buys our groceries. Yeah. But yeah, you, you're exactly right. You talk about these CEOs that go out and they make this huge amount of money. Uh, being paid just because they're the CEO of, of, I mean, for lack of better case, I or John Deere, I, you take your pick. Yep. And at the same time, they're getting paid like these huge amounts of money. 
stock dividends might go down. They might just say, we don't have any dividends this year. Oh, but you still get your paycheck. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Look at the CEO of Walt Disney. Yes. He has lost them 56, was a million or billion? It had to been billion. 56 million would be yeah. nothing to those people. Yeah. $56 billion he has lost that company with his policies. Yeah. And the woke bullshit they still, promote. Yeah. Still cashing a check, though. Yeah, exactly. You know? Exactly. The CEO of Bud Light, Grand Heiser Bush. Yep. You know, still cashing a check. Yep. So you can't tell me they're not overpaid either, you know? Right. Right. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't understand that part. Well, I mean, our governor, our government officials don't get a, a super high wage. I mean, it's a lot to you and me, but not a lot in the, if you're trying to live in D.C., I suppose. But uh, they just make it up on the backside, which seems to be a little sketchy. But they seem to keep getting by with that too. So, well, yeah, yeah, of course. It, but you know, there's a lot of head scratching deals that go on in Washington D.C. How the hell, when you're a freshman congressman? Uh, and then you leave Congress, let's just say you got elected three terms and you leave, uh, six years later, your net worth has quadrupled. Yeah. How does that happen? Yeah. Well, now we're starting to get yeah. back to probably the borrowing money from China to funnel it to Ukraine. And then you were yeah. some kind of Ukraine adversary of, or not adversary, but, uh, advisor or something for them. Yeah. The math, the math ain't mathing on some of that. <laughs> ain't that the truth? Yeah. I think me and you're in yeah. the wrong business. Well, absolutely. absolutely. But then again, for guys like me and you, we want to go to heaven. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's exactly right. I'm, I'm playing the long game, Brian. I'm playing right. the long game. Eternity's a long it's time. It's a long damn time. I'm fat. I don't like hot weather. So <laughs> Eternal damnation doesn't sound like something I'm really looking forward to, so I'm trying to avoid that. <laughs> damn right. <laughs> Speaking of fat and hot weather, I got myself winded last night, and I don't. I, I I run on a treadmill. I try to stay a little bit in shape. I mean, I'm not perfect at it, but I did something yesterday. I have a totally new respect for people that change semi tires. Oh, that's a workout! <laughs> Holy shit! So I have a tank truck that blew up, but the tires on it was really good. And I have a tank truck that runs just fine, but the tires were, I mean, as, as bald as an old man's head. So I was like, I'm going to take the tires off that truck and I'm going to put them on this truck. So I pulled the two tank trucks up close to the shop last night. I'm changing, I'm changing for the tires and, and I'm not dismounting the tires themselves, just rim and all, you know, just moving them. Yeah. And I, I bought me one of those Milwaukee one inch, uh, mm-hmm. impact guns. Oh my God. Those things are awesome. <laughs> They are awesome. Holy cow. can break a wrist if you're not careful, but they are awesome. You know, but somehow, how do they make those things with torque management to where when it does torque up, it only goes so far. But yes, if you're not yeah. ready for it, I'm sure it would try to spin you. But yeah. it, it's kind of weird, though, because I was, I mean, the first couple lug nuts that I did, I was, I mean, holding on for dear life and trying to figure out, make sure that I wasn't going to get ran into anything whenever it threw me off of it. <laughs> but, but anyway i got one of those guns and i was i was swapping those tires last night and i was like holy shit i sit here I, all these years i've taken so much for granted whenever i pull up to my local mechanic or tire shop and he just runs out there and just does it and it's done and over with and i'm back down the road in 15 minutes and i'm like yeah gosh damn i'm sitting here i had a hooded sweatshirt on yesterday my fat ass had to take that thing off sit down sweat for a while <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know, there's jobs like that where you end up using some muscles that uh, you haven't used in a while. That you could 
you can lift a few weights here and there for the treadmill, whatever. You're not, you're not, uh, you're not hitting some of those <laughs> minor muscles there or whatnot that are pretty critical when you start so true. moving it around. So true. <laughs> and to, to prove your point, this morning, whenever I was drinking my coffee, I was walking around the kitchen and I was like, man, my quads are sore. I didn't run yesterday. What the hell? What did I do? I was, oh, <laughs> that's what I did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And a lot of those jobs like tire change and whatnot, it's technique, you know? Oh, yeah. Technique. Yeah. 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 It, well, it, One of the, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, and some of these places, they've got some tools, like specialized tire tools that I don't have. You know, these yeah. little special pry bars, not just your, I was trying to use just a general home alone type breaking a house pry bar. And, <laughs> you know, and these guys have these little pry bars that's on little caster wheels and they just roll them up and kind of lean it back a little bit. The tires just right there to slide right into your, your uh, lug nut or lug bolts. And I, <laughs> I don't have that stuff. I didn't want to get that serious into it though. But after you do this one time, I might have to reconsider. <laughs> yeah. I bought that whole kit. Don't, don't waste your money on that little blue bar. I've never figured out how to make that work. The rest of the tools that it comes with to, get, to spoon the tire on and off the wheel is good. I never have figured out how to make the little blue bar that you're supposed to just snap in there and put the tire off. Okay. I, I can't do that. Now I do love the videos of the, of the guys that can change a semi tire in like 45 seconds, you know, on the rim or whatever like that. That's impressive. I, NASCAR. That that thing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. You talk about technique. One of the guys we used to work on his pulling tractor, he's passed away now, but he had a buddy that used to work for Bigfoot in St. Louis. Yes. And so a bunch of strong men were there practicing flipping tires, training for a competition. So the story goes, these guys are out there, you know, it's a summer day and they're sweating and they're struggling flipping these tires back and forth or whatever. And, and uh, so the story goes that Bob Chandler walked out there with a candy bar and this guy's name was Puppy because he was the smallest one in the family, but he was like 6'10". He used to play for Nebraska's football team or just a mountain of a man to me, but apparently he was the smallest one in the family. So they called him puppy <laughs> Chandler walked out there and said, Hey puppy and shook that Snickers bar. And he walked up and flipped that tire all the way and passed those guys. Just kept flipping it, got all the way to Chandler and stopped and set on the tire and ate his Snickers bar while he was watching those other guys try to flip those tires. <laughs> Cause that's what he did for a living. He changed the tires on Bigfoot. Yeah. So he knew how to do it. Exactly. You know, there's a lot of, a lot of technique. There. Technique. That's exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great story <laughs> damn yeah, a great big old fellow <laughs> see there's so many stories like that that just never get told <laughs> they need to yeah, be absolutely <laughs> <laughs> you're thinking about these guys in these tough man competitions i mean where they i mean some of the shit they do on you're watching it and you're like oh my god this guy can't be human but then you tell a story yeah. like that <laughs> yeah <laughs> Like I said, some of that, uh, some of that technique, you know, I rolling a tire around the shop. Like I've seen guys really struggle with it. Once you get onto it, it's not that hard. You just got to know how to do it. Oh you know, yeah. I'm still going to use the muscles doing it, but I've seen some pretty small guys wheel tires around pretty good if they knew how to do it. You know, well, I can tell you right now, you or Tony Reed would have made a great TikTok watching me huff and puff my ass trying to get those tires <laughs> moved yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> no, I trust me. I struggle with stuff like that all the time. <laughs> no, I'm just man. fortunate that God made me just big enough and just strong enough. I can usually muddle my way through it better than better than some. So I well, sure. So I just keep pushing. But <laughs> the older I get, the the less that's happening. So. Right. <laughs>
Oh man. So, uh, I don't know what else to talk about. I just wanted to pick your brain just a little bit. And I, I, one of these days, I really want you and Tony to either I'll come up there and we'll bring my sound card and we'll use Tony's board and do the bushels and barrels broadcast like in studio where us three can just go around and around, just have a good time. Or you guys are more, you you guys are more than welcome to come down here. I mean, the invitation is always open. You just let us know. We'll be down there. Yeah. And, and now that we're entering the slow months of winter, I we got to get yeah. that done. We just drove 500 miles a day to get a truck that's older than both of us. So, no big deal. We can, we can surely make it to your place. Yeah, you would think so. What, what truck did you get? <laughs> or are you allowed to say? Uh, yeah, I'm allowed to say. Tony did a video on it earlier. He got a 78 Ford today, which my wife's first question to me is, well, how many miles are on? I'm like, who cares? It's a 78 Ford. <laughs> like the odometer quits at 99 anyway. Like you can lie past that. It how are you going to know? Exactly. You know, it's a 78 Ford. Yeah. <laughs> We're not, he's not borrowing money on it. You know, it'll be okay. Now, dumb question here. So the, the odometer stops at 99. Does it roll back over to zero from there? Or does it just stop? Yeah, it rolls back over to zero. Yeah. <laughs> so if you had like 98,000 on the damn thing, you wanted to sell it, go on and drive the last 2000, get it rolled back over. Well, yeah, and it's going to be a hard sell to tell somebody it's got a thousand miles on it, but yeah. <laughs> you see what I'm yeah. saying? A little bit. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I, on a 79 Ford, boy, it is hard to tell how many miles that thing might or might not have. Um, yeah. But, I mean, obviously, same time, especially up in that neck of the woods, would be salt everywhere. You would know whether it was road yeah. hard to put out wet. This one came from Oregon. So Oregon, okay. That's the only thing that, only thing that saved it. I got you. Yeah. I do believe yeah. Tony sent me a picture of that earlier this week that was a sharp looking truck yeah it's a good looking ride we cruised around a little bit today it's a nice ride yeah brings yeah. back some memories i wouldn't want to drive from here to california necessarily but you could right I used to you know now did, but, uh, did i think have heat i, I, I know it had heat did it have air in it yeah if you flip the little vent under the dash and open the wing windows <laughs> faster you drive the better i suspect it works damn right <laughs> About like my four wheeler, right? Yeah, damn right, it's got air. (laughs) You just got to be moving. Works fine. Well, my dad had a nineteen seventy eight Chevy Bonanza whenever I was growing up, and it had air conditioning in it. I don't ever remember one time that it worked, but he had it. Yeah, I mean they had them back then. My dad's sixty nine Chargers got air conditioning in it. Okay, so I wonder how. When did air conditioning start coming out in a in a vehicle? Do you have any idea? I saw a deal on this quite a lot a lot longer ago than you think in very primitive form, and then it started to become more popular. The, the Charger one was an add on deal, I think, but my seventy nine Scouts got air conditioning factory. Okay, 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 cool. Yeah, yeah, and actually, I I should have known that because uh, the brand that. I don't remember. If it's, I think it's you and Tony both made fun of Case before it was Case IH. Poor man's tractor. Yeah. That's that's what I grew up in is a Case thirteen seventy, and it had air. That's and what's it was, wrong with you? Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Too many hours riding on that toolbox right behind Dad. <laughs> but it had air conditioning. Yeah, I was in behind the seat of a ten eighty six, and every time I get in one of those, I think I used to sleep there. I don't know how. I don't know how you could sleep in a ten eighty six period, let alone there, but I did. Oh yeah. 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 Oh, and whenever I was a kid, my dad had a, a Massey Ferguson 750 combine and you know, those were tiny cabs 
And I, I yeah. remember, I, of course, my dad said I would stand because you couldn't sit anywhere right there. But I would stand right there beside him so long that my dad said his feet would start hurting. And then if I got tired <laughs> of standing, I would climb up behind that seat in that little cubby right there, and I'd lay down and take a nap. Yeah. It's hard to <laughs> – I couldn't – Hard to believe. I couldn't fit my yeah. leg up there right now. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. My but, kids are upset that Buddy seat isn't leather, it seems like. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. If the auto steer goes out, we're going to the house. <laughs> of course, kids must have got more valuable somewhere along the line. Like, I remember my dad purposely turning corners fast where you're sitting on the fender to make sure you were hanging on, which is a game you can only lose once, you know. Meanwhile, you know, my brother and I, kids start to get old enough to ride with us some, you know, so we make sure we got, got them seat belted in and traded for some tractors with room in them, you know, so we had spaces to put them and buddy seats for them and whatnot. And it's like, okay, I think kids got more valuable somewhere along the line. We were pretty pretty uh, disposable back then i guess yeah but (laughs) and then somewhere in all this value of the kid we've managed to turn them into wimps i mean yeah for the most part like i i could i I can just think of examples after examples of things that i've seen i won't use any names obviously but let's just a a kid getting cussed out by somebody And they're like, I'm yeah. never going to go around that person again in my life. I'm like, even if even if you didn't deserve to get cussed out, it doesn't mean you got to just reject that person the rest of your life, especially if you're yeah. you're working. I mean, I've yeah. had my ass eaten a couple times, and you know what? Now I know how to deal with that person a little bit better. And yeah, we just we don't teach that anymore. It doesn't seem like of dealing with mean people. Now it's just if you're mean, you're bad, and we just <laughs> I don't know. It, I don't know. It, it just seems like we we're raising a generation of wimps, entitled wimps at that. Yeah. My brother used to tell me when I was a kid that every kid needed their ass beat once a week. So he, he took it upon himself if he thought I'd, I'd skim by a week where dad hadn't caught me on something. He'd go ahead and, and, and punish me for something just, just so I wouldn't, you know. Just so you know who's boss. Skimming, yeah, I wasn't slinking by on something. So, <laughs> yeah, which I probably deserved. I don't know that I deserved it from him. But I'm probably deserved it at some level. Well, I can remember a time in my life. I've told my wife this cracks her up. I can remember a time in my life. I thought like on Sundays, you woke up, you got dressed, you went to church and you came home and just got a spanking because that's just what you did on Sundays. (laughs) It took me a long long time to correlate the way I acted in church with that spanking. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's like that's it's, for sure. It's just church stuff. Sunday afternoons at my house, that, that was always time to wax dad's truck. Get some bug and tar remover out, take all the bugs off the bumper, polish the chrome, polish the wheels, wax the truck, with him constantly harping at you. Put some elbow grease into it. You got to press on that. You got to push a little harder. Put some elbow grease in it. Yeah, Which yeah. was true. You did have to press, but absolutely. It waxed up nice. But this is stuff like kids get offended. You can't tell them that now. Yeah. And I'm speaking generally. I mean, I'm sure there's yeah. exceptions to the rule, but yeah, there always is. But yeah, as a population, we're definitely not as tough. I told Tony that on the way home today. I'm like, I said, you know, the difference between our, us and our parents, Tony, he's like, what's that? I'm like, our parents' generation would have had the 78 Ford hooked to a rickety ass trailer and drove twice as far for fun, you know, to go yeah. to a tractor pull or whatever, you know, can you imagine hauling a, 14,000 pound tractor behind one of them. Every hill was a struggle. Every downhill was an adventure. Oh. I'm like, <laughs> yes. you know, yes. we've got three, 400 horse pulling it. Just saying, yeah, man, 
we just can't really make it. These power windows are are just not cutting it, you know. <laughs> Meanwhile, they're just getting the crap beat out of them. Like, well, we can't wait to go again next weekend. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I was, I know you and Tony have talked about it, but I've probably got a, a certain listenership that might not be the exact same. Do you miss tractor pulling? Yes and no. Um, I miss the people. The people is what made it fun for me. I'm a people person. I like I like seeing my people. Yeah. Um, the actual pulling, no. I mean, I'm so glad people do it. I enjoy watching it. I uh, I don't have to actively do it myself anymore. It's not saying it'll never happen again, but done it for a really long time. It was a great time with my dad. Um, my kids were just kind of sort of starting to get into it some, but not necessarily 100% their thing. It's got so pricey now. It takes so much time, you know, and, that, and that's time away from the kids. The kids got so much stuff going on that, and my dad more or less quit when when my brother and I were little kids. Yeah, um, He still worked on some, but he didn't actively do it any when we were little. And then when my brother got to be about 16, then he, you know, we started easing back into it. Right. So I kind of want to do the same thing for my kids and, and be around. You only get those, you know, fifth and sixth grade ball games and, and all that stuff, you know, volleyball games, et cetera. You know, you only get those, you know, once in life on some of those go arounds. And I, I want to be there for that, not be in some place I've been 15 other times at some county fair. Right. Sweating right. away, you know, just hanging out. Totally, you know, just, totally reasonable. It, it got to be where the hobby was more work than just staying at work, too. Like, yeah, you know, where do you where do you find the time to keep it going while you're keeping the business going and, and the other stuff? It just got to the point where I, it just wasn't worth it. Now I still, I mean, I had a guy that wanted it. It wasn't really for sale. He wanted it. He had mentioned it years and years ago. I mentioned it several times in the past. So he had first dibs. And he was pretty adamant about it at the time that he wanted it. And it's like, you know, now's the time. I got other stuff going on. COVID pretty much taught dad and I that there's other things we enjoyed doing. We just kind of forgot it. Yeah. You know, because we had, we, that's all we had known for the last 20 years, you yeah. know? So we kind of realized there's, and he wasn't getting around as, as good anymore. So it was almost painful for him to go. And there's just a certain amount of walking that's got to be done there that he really didn't need to be doing. Yeah. And uh, so, we just we got into other things and you know like you know we bought four wheelers for the kids and and uh, they've enjoyed that and just being at the sporting events and just you know letting them be kids and trying to support them in that endeavor and just other stuff you know buddy and I talk about this all the time like you kind of lose your friends your local friends when you're tractor pulling because it's like hey hey Ryan can you can you come over this weekend we're gonna have a barbecue this and now can't going to Wilmington on to pull. Okay, well, well next week and we're going to we're going to Cody's house for the same thing. You want to come down there? No, can't gonna be in Wisconsin. You know, so you end up eventually your your friends quit asking you on some of that stuff because you're just always gone. Yeah. You know, you yeah. miss weddings, you miss all kinds of stuff. And it's like at some level, it's fun. I'd do it again in a heartbeat, given, you know, how much fun I did have and the time I got to spend with a number of people, but it it was time to move on. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you, you, you said something that like in a microcosm, I can totally relate to. You said the hobby starts to turn into a job and yeah. 
that's that's honestly kind of the past two or three months the way I felt about TikTok, the way I felt about uh, the way I felt about making TikToks, the way I felt about this podcast because I don't I'm kind of the opposite of what you and Tony do on your podcast. I feel like I need to come in here somewhat prepared with some stories that we want to, some content, you know, the, yep. that we know where we're going to go. Now it might go farther away from that, but it's a place to start to, to start. And then we can go from there and getting all that shit together is hard and it takes time. I mean, for every hour, hour, hour and a half show that I would, that Jess and I will do, you can ask her. I might spend three hours, maybe just two hours, in the office perusing the internet looking for interesting things that would be fun to talk about. Yeah. And, yes, and yeah. I think, like, obviously Fall Harvest goes on, and the hobby it felt like it was turning into a job, and I I, I never wanted that. And I, I got a really dear friend that lives down in Panama City, and he told me, he said, you've got a great podcast. He said, but if you ever get to the point where you just feel like it's a job, just take the day off. People, The people yeah. will be there when you come back. So Yeah, absolutely. That's kind of what we're hoping for right now. Yeah. I think you and I touched on it a little bit last weekend on the bus trip there or whatever, but I'm like, I'm at the point in my life, and I, and I shouldn't be this way. I need to be better about it. But it's like... I don't know if you say life necessarily beat me down, but there's so much bad in the world or whatever. You just kind of want to vegetate away from stuff. But it's like my passion for things outside of my job, my family and farming. I'm kind of struggling to find what I'm super passionate about. Like I like riding four wheelers with the kids. I, you know, I like going horseback riding my buddies and the kids and whatnot. I enjoy tractor pulling, but like to put that much effort forth, where I'm just like, like I was when I was 18, literally willing to run through a brick wall over and over and over again, just to go blow smoke in the air. Like I just, I don't have that passion about a hobby at this point. You know, every time the thought of, you know, rebuild my old scout or something like that, ah, just not, I'm just, and I, I said, I need to get out of that funk somehow or another, I guess. But I, right now I'm just more focused on my family and trying to grow the farm and, Right. Keep the shop going and whatnot. I just I just feel like I don't have time for those other things. Maybe I do, maybe I don't, but I feel like I don't. Right. Well, no, I perfectly understandable. And then and then still have time to do what we're doing right now, just shoot the shit. Yeah. You yeah, know? exactly. And honestly anymore, Ryan, I'm more passionate about that than probably any real hobby. Like, you know, if you grab a thirty rack and, and five guys around a campfire sitting in a machine shed just shooting a breeze like that. I enjoy that about as much as I do anything anymore, you know? Yeah. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. You know, no. I can go to a concert or this, that, and the other, but I can hear that same music on the radio. I don't have to put up with 20,000 morons, you know, it's like <laughs> in $9 beer <laughs> and $9 beer. It's like, I just, just as soon talk about, you know, farming and, and tractors and life in general, yeah. as I would listen to some celebrity tell me, what I ought to be feeling about a certain situation. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. For sure. But, yeah. Oh, man. Well, buddy, I think my podcast is about over. Plus, my cell phone is on red right now for battery, so we'll probably end up just getting disconnected if we don't call it a day here. <laughs> but you, you know no what? We, we've, been on, we've been on the radio here for a good while. This has turned out great. I'm yeah. nothing, nothing I'm better than a nothing better than a Saturday night talking to a great friend. And that's exactly yeah. what just happened here. 
So yeah, absolutely. I'm certainly glad you called. Yeah, yeah. And like I said, we're gonna get you and Tony together with me. And if you come down this way with Jessica, we can just all four just sit here and shoot the crap. We can do it anytime you want. You just let me know. We'll be down there. I will do that, buddy. Well, thank you so much. Nick McCormick from the Straightforward Farming Podcast. Thank you, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Thanks for having me. All right. See ya. See ya. Bye. Now, isn't he a fun guy? Just a great person to talk to. Well, I don't have a whole lot more that I want to say. I mean, Nick and I could have went on forever. I, he's just one of those guys you could just sit down, drink some beers with, just like we did tonight, shoot the shit with, normal person, good family man, good Christian man, I, just all the above. It's just it's so much. And like me and him talked about, TikTok has just been something that it, it's just... And every time you think, okay, well, I've, I've met a whole lot of new people. There's probably not a whole lot more people out there. Then like the next, the next slug of them come through that you start seeing on your feed and you're like, man, these guys are, these guys are good people. It's just, it's been such a blessing this app has and the way that it works and the way it allowed us all to find each other. And and it's just (laughs) such a good, good time. Well, I tell you what, we got some bills to pay. So even though we haven't been around a whole bunch lately, we are still big believers of MyPillow and MyPillow.com and Mike Lindell and everything that he stands for. You could still use the promo code HelloJessica to hop in there and get some MySlippers for $49 or some Go Anywhere pillows for 9 bucks or your best sheets ever for just shy of $25. But you use the promo code, I think you're going to save even more money. Still got a little bit of time before Christmas, so if you want to look on that website for anything you just can't think of who doesn't like nice soft bed sheets we sleep on them they're great they are american products they are made by american workers we support them as the jingle goes for the best night's sleep in the whole wide world is mypillow.com All right, folks, that's about all I've got for one evening. I don't think I did too bad by myself. I hope you didn't think that I did. But tomorrow, Jessica's supposed to be home. Can't wait because I miss her anyway, and I miss Alden anyway. But she's supposed to be here tomorrow. We can get back after it. Uh, Hello, Jessica will be here. Just love hearing her voice on the Bushels and Barrels podcast. It'll make it seem a little bit more normal, but... Anyway, every once in a while, you'll have this. And like I told Nick, if Jess ever wanted to do this exact same thing with one of her friends, more than welcome to do it. That's the only reason I did this tonight, because I know that she wouldn't care. I know that she would know that she could do the exact same thing, and I wouldn't care. That's kind of the way marriage is supposed to work. So I don't know. What do I know? Anyway, let's get out of here. Let's call it a day, and hopefully I'll see you tomorrow right? I'm going to leave you with a song and a band that has lasted me all through Fall Harvest. From 2001, the band is Tantric. I really like their acoustic-style rock music, and this is what it is. So, you were born an American. Don't forget to be one. Jesus Christ is still our Savior, and Leah Thomas is always going to be a boy. We'll see you. Adios.
Dios. Yeah. 